0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
3: Of course it's Blink-182. What would be a show if you didn't have at least one Blink-182 rejoin? Check her out. It was a Friday night. I went alone to get the feeling right. We'll leave the rest for that. 403. Turned on the TV. 403. McMonagall here with you on the fan. One more hour to go. Warm up show coming your way. Obviously, we started the show and been talking about the baseball teams as they both end the first half in miserable fashion, much like they've played most of the first half, quite honestly. Uh, Mets lose uh, a series to an underachieving. San Diego team, after winning six in a row, they dropped the last two, and it's because of their guy, Max Scherzer, who's been awful from them this year and decides to hang sliders at the most inopportune times pretty consistently now since going back to the Atlanta series. And the Yankees finish up their miserable first half, maybe not as quite as bad record-wise, but pretty bad offensively, and they finish it up with a series loss to Chicago the Cubs in a miserable game that Boone second guessed for and the bullpen, I guess kind of blows it, but really Gleyber Torres kicks a double play ball. To me, that's the story. You know, I know Boone took out a guy who had one hit, but Gleyber Torres booted a ground ball that gets them out of the inning and keeps the three-run lead, but we got to find a way to blame Boone, don't we? And Brian Cashman found a way to blame the hitting coaches. That's, I guess, kind of the big story coming out of the day and heading into the All-Star break, is that Brian Cashman, for the first time in his career, has fired a coach midseason. And Dylan Lawson, we hardly knew you, because no one cares about the hitting coaches. But he gets fired midway through. They're going to go outside the organization, which is, to me, the only, I guess, positive of this, is that it's not going to be just another guy from within. Because, quite honestly, you know the, these guys have all been just extended reaches of Brian Cashman and what this Yankee Yankee organization believes like that's what it is so if it was from within if they were just going to promote the next guy the other hitting coaches it really would mean nothing to me so at least it doesn't mean nothing it means just next to nothing but what I'll tell you what it's not and what I think is convenient to say and what everyone wants to say despite the fact that all we care about is they do nothing you got to do something you got to take some action there's got to be accountability there's got to be this he's got to be that then he does something and it's like oh you're scapegoating the hitting coach oh well, my god how embarrassing this is it's it's about you Brian cashman not the hitting coach well you wanted him to do something what else can he do and quite honestly i don't believe the scape, scapegoat business because the, the scapegoat means you're trying to distract You're trying to blame someone else for your failures. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know what else Brian Cashman has to do to convince you. He doesn't care who you blame. He doesn't care you blame him. He doesn't care what you think. He doesn't. And like I said in the open, it's probably my favorite part about him because he shouldn't really care what you think. He's got to go about his business. I honestly believe this is him saying to himself, I can't do nothing. For the first time in my career, speaking as if I'm Brian Cashman, for the first time in my career, I I feel like this offense is so bad and things have gone so poorly, I can't just do nothing. This is a stone he can't leave unturned. I don't think it's going to make a difference. We'll see because to me, the veterans – The aging veterans who now look like they don't know how to play baseball anymore are the problem. The Rizzos, the LeMayhues. Like it's not the hitting it's not the hitting coach's fault the machine is broken. Like quite honestly, it's just not. It's not his fault Rizzo's done nothing since Judge went down. It's not his fault Stanton is in the same, you know, after injury slump that he does that he does every single time he comes back from an injury, which is, you know, two, three times a season. But this one happens to be really bad. This one happens to be a little bit longer than most. But this isn't necessarily scapegoating because he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not trying to show you his right hand while he, you know, gets you with the left. That's not, he doesn't care. He doesn't care that he gets the blame. He doesn't because you know why? The owner isn't going to, he knows where he stands in the organization. We all know it. I don't think that means they're screwed. A lot of Yankee fans do. I guess that's where we differ. But Brian Cashman knows. Where he stands in this organization. He just got a four-year deal. He's not trying to take the smoke off him. He doesn't care. He'll take all the smoke. All the smoke. So I don't really think this is scapegoating, trying to point blame, playing the you know three-card shuffle or whatever it's called, three-card Monty. I honestly just think he feels he has to do something. And he can't look at himself in the mirror if he doesn't attempt this. But things need to change within the roster. He knows that. You can't have, I don't care how many Donaldson home runs there are, and I admit that I thought he was going to have a good year. Donaldson, I did. I thought he was going to have a bounce back year. I don't know about good year. I thought he was going to be much better than last year. He's not. How long can you let him? I don't care how many home runs he hits. I don't care that he's got 10 home runs in 80 games or whatever he's on. He would be on pace for 30-plus home runs. You can't hit 100. So things have to change, and they're going to attempt to change that at the deadline, and they've started with, the hitting coach. And I don't know really what that means. They're going to have a new guy from outside the organization. Rumor is they have it whittled down to two already. I'm sure they knew who they wanted the minute they fire. I'm sure they've been thinking about this. I'm sure Cashman's had this on his, in the back burner for a little bit. So he's got an idea of where he's going to go. I don't know what's going to change. I really don't, but hopefully this offense gets it together. If it's the, if it sparks a change, Bravo, Bravo, But between the approach from this team, which I think has really been lacking in in different ways, the way they've attacked starting pitching, a lot of the different things, and then obviously the BS Volpe chicken story, which bothers the hell out of me, and to think for three whole days we thought it was his mother, only to find out his aunt made the chicken parm. That changes everything. But it's, it's obviously a story that doesn't look good for the hitting coach, when you find out his, you know, his A teammate, Austin Wells, was like, hey, you know, move your foot. And then, poof, takes off like a, like a rocket. That's a problem. I guess it's a problem. So he's lost his job. The Yankees are looking for a new hitting coach. And I know many of you think they should be looking for a new manager. I think you're crazy. I think you're absolutely nuts. As obviously, that's kind of the second story of this game. Is obviously they lose a tough game. They're up 4 1. A couple of home runs from Volpe and Agashioka give them the lead. Herman's throwing a uh, one hitter, and Boone decides to take him out of the game in the seventh after a leadoff walk. And while I don't necessarily agree with it, I, I mean, I think I probably would have kept in Herman. I think. The one quote where he talks about giving Herman, uh, you know, a good send-off to the first half and making him feel good about himself, that's absolute nonsense. It was also the third thing he said, but it gets the headlines. I think it's fair to say the guy throws strikes. The first sign of fatigue is is leaving the strike zone. In the previous inning, he walked a couple guys. He gets a three-run lead. He walks the leadoff hitter. The next guy up took him deep in the last at-bat. The bullpen is the strength of the team. I really don't have a major problem Going to Hamilton there. I don't. I don't know if I would have. But I'm not going to kill the manager for doing it. And then Hamilton comes in. And does as good a job as you can do. He gets a pop-up. And a ground ball double play. To get them out of the inning. And Gleyber Torres decides to kick it. That's what happened. The bullpen was on their way. Off the field. With a three-run lead. And Gleyber Torres threw the game away. That's what happened. So we can blame Boone. We can look for reasons. Every you can always find ways to blame the manager. Every game you could point to something, whether it even be the where he put who in the lineup. You can go you can go to the pregame and blame the manager. And people accuse me of making uh, you know, excuses for Boone. I'm not. I'm just I'm not making excuses for Gleyber Torres. I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna use Boone taking a Taking Herman out as an excuse to get for for Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres blew the game. That's on him. Tired of blaming Boone for everything. Is he the? Is he Miller Huggins? No. But he, he, he get every loss is his fault. And if Brian Cashman's the worst GM in the world, and he put together the worst roster imaginable, and the offense is terrible, and everything Cashman touches turns to dog. You know what? Then someone's got to be doing a half decent job over these years. If the roster's awful, how's, how's the manager awful if they win 100 games? Now, this year, we'll see how many they win. Probably not 100. But someone's got to be doing a half-decent job. 877-337-6666. Let's get to the calls. John in Waterbury. What's up, John? No, it's uh, Jason,
2: Chris. What's going on, bro? Um, that's doing, that's
3: my fault. It was written, Jason. No, I just had no, a, I one was, of those mental moments. Jason, what's no, up? No reason
2: nobody's fault brother listen the both New York teams have been disgraceful in this first half Scherzer he's been disgraceful. but listen I want to get to the Yankees I'm a Mets fan but I want to get to because the Mets are a disgraceful uh, uh unit as they put out this year Scherzer's been awful but getting to the Yankees yeah. I just want to ask you how Brian Cashman can fire anybody when he's the guy who puts this team together mm-hmm. he's the guy who thinks that he could put a shortstop who can't even play shortstop in IKF and center field instead of bringing in the left fielder? How could this guy have the guts to fire anybody? How do you fire a hitting coach who you know what? Who, I don't. I don't see how anybody could work with the guys that this team has on its roster. The guy spends no money. He spends a little bit of money. Yeah, they brought Rodone in, no but you know what? Listen, they got a two hundred seventy-five million dollar payroll. Yes, they do. But you know what? How can this team? How how does this team have these guys in this lineup? I mean, yeah. this lineup is this. Lineup well, I mean, yeah, I mean, heading into the heading into the let
3: me your question. Yeah, you just said you like Lemay. Heading into the season, did you think Lemayhew was done? Heading into the season, did you think Rizzo was done? I mean, let's be fair about things. I agree with you on a lot of what you said. A lot of what you said is fair. Uh, I think a lot of what you said is fair. The the roster's not good enough for the money. No question. No question. And, you know, for me, Stanton isn't this bad either. I didn't think Stanton was done. It was still a team projected to win the division. They had a 95-96, you know, win-loss total. That was the number. And I understand how important judge is to the team without question. They're without judge. They don't have to be this bad, though. They don't have to be this bad. I mean, I did not think D.J. LeMahieu was done. I was told he was healthy. I expected him to hit if healthy. He never hits the ball hard. He's hitting 220. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see Rizzo, who was off to a phenomenal start, had 11 home runs, a 300 batting average, and 900 OPS. I didn't think that, you know, the the Friday before Memorial Day would be the last time he'd hit a home run this year. I didn't see that coming. The team is underachieving. You want to say it was put together poorly, the roster construction's poor, they don't have enough left-handed hitting, older, all fair. All fair. They shouldn't be this bad. I'm not going to put it on Brian Cashman that they're this bad. Not good enough to win? Okay. Losing the playoffs again? Fair. Let's get on Brian Cashman. I'll be with you. The worst offense in the sport, without judge, didn't see that coming. Guys who are supposed who are proven players who we all patted ourselves on the back that they got they got him to a six they got LeMay to a six-year deal at 15 million per 15 million for uh, the batting champ. What a great job. Now he's a moron for signing that contract. That's how it works. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I can't argue with you. Again, with Brian Cashman, I think he's done a bad job the last two years. This is how I, from from the Didi Gregorius trade and I believe, 15, from the Didi Gregorius trade to 2020 or 2019, I think Brian Cashman did an excellent job. Not good. Excellent. He finally breaks it down in 16. He probably breaks it down in 16. They make a couple of moves to get the uh, Glaber Torres and, and Clint Frazier. And Aaron Judge comes up and takes the world by storm. And they're back in the ALCS. Then they add the MVP for nothing for Castro. And they win 100 games and they're in the playoffs. And then 19, they look like a dominant team. They win the division 101 games. They've lost in the postseason, no doubt. But they have all these injuries in nineteen. He goes out and gets Gior Shella for twenty five million, uh, twenty-five thousand dollars. He goes out and gets Luke Voigt to cover uh, the gaping hole left behind by Greg Bird. He goes out and gets Cameron Mabin. He trades for Mike Talkman. Like, and they not only, you know, survive without Stanton the entire year, judge missing 60 games, they don't even they don't just survive, they thrive. I thought he had a great year. Since then, bad. Can't argue it, bad. And if they wouldn't have given him a contract, I would have been fine. You don't want to give him a contract anymore. He's worn out his welcome. It's been 25 years inside the organization. Has not won since 09, ready to move on. God bless. Thank you, Brian Cashman, for all the years of success. That's what I would have said at least. I wish you well. Whoever's going to come in, I hope you do a better job. But he's here. I don't think they're screwed for it. And what is he, was he not allowed to fire or make moves? He's here. They signed him to a four-year deal. Who's going to fire people? Brian Cashman. You know why? Because he's here. He's the GM. Jimmy, on the garbage truck. What's up, Jim? Hey, Max. What's up? You
4: know, I've, I, oh, man, listen, there's a, a whole lot, you know, as I've been sitting here on hold and since I've had the radio on, you know, 2 o'clock this morning in the house. Um,
3: oh, thank you.
4: I, I, yeah, no, yeah, I, I just want to welcome you to the overnight. Sure. I'm uh, an FAN junkie. I, I probably got hooked maybe 10, 15 years ago in the truck. This is like, you know, I listen to the fan all day pretty much, but mm-hmm. this is my time in the truck. And there was a, a caller named Ben from Queens. He doesn't call very much anymore, but he used to call it the Overnight Family, and okay. and that's that's what hooked me. T Max, I, I you know, real quick,
3: it is an overnight family. I'm looking it, forward. It is. Looking, a, it definitely it, is. I'm looking forward to joining it.
4: And being you know, a part. And you it's of it. the same people that call all the time, and and you know, when you hear somebody's voice, where they're from, and and it's just you know, it's it's an awesome thing. Yep. Listen, you said earlier that. Boone wasn't the reason that they lost the game, but he was the beginning of the reason. No, I mean because no. he didn't pull him out. Glaber mm-hmm. wouldn't, and you know, all, everything Who, that transitioned into yeah. and booting the ball.
3: Who knows what happens? You're right. I don't. It I could have. It could have been know. positive. It could have been negative. They lost the game, right. so it couldn't have been worse. Because all that matters is winning and losing. But and, I, I, at the time, he get he, Hamilton gets the double play ball. I know, like, we, awesome. we can scream and yell about it, and agree, I agree. It's a questionable decision, Jim. I'm not telling you right now that it's the right move. I'm not telling you it can't be second-guessed. I'm not telling you you're all a bunch of idiots for disliking it. It's a reasonable, questionable move. Whoever has a problem with it is fine with me. But that's not – he makes the move and it pans out and Gleyber Torres boots the ball. He could have easily booted a ground ball that Herman gives up. Like, it's it's not – You couldn't have done better. You got a pop up and a double play ball. Like that's how we got out of it. I knew we were going to lose the game. I knew it, and I said it to myself. I said we are not going to win this game, and it was just you know. No, it's 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 frustrating. I get it. It's frustrating whenever you make the unconditional. Whenever you make the non-traditional move. Whenever you take out a guy throwing a one-hitter and you lose, you think how the hell do you take out a guy throwing a one-hitter? And that might be the right thought process. I'm not. I'm not denying that. That's a possibility. Obviously, I wish he didn't take him out because I don't know what would have happened. I know they lost when he did. But it's not – the bullpen didn't – Hamilton didn't blow the game. And we have no idea what happens if Ramon's in. Again, he walked two guys the inning prior. He walks the leadoff hitter. And the guy who's coming up hit a home run against them last time. You have no idea what happens. That's all. That's all I'm saying. When it when an easy double play ball, and they don't get easier than that, is booted instead of ending an inning – That's where my focus is. I'm not going to take Glaber off the hook and saying, well, Hamilton should have never been in. Glaber should have never blew the play. Jacob in Pennsylvania. What's up, Jacob? Hey, what's up, C-Mac?
2: Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. Hey, man, I'm with you. I never said on Cashman, I was ride or die with him all the way up until this year, man. He, Yeah.
3: He's he's not done a good job. Last year's trade trade deadline besides Bader, and I'm still amazed people uh, are so gung-ho on how bad the Bader – I think the Bader trade was good. I don't know how you can argue it. I know he hasn't been healthy, but he's been uh, such an impactful player for them. It's not even – I uh, now I like that trade, but everything else, uh, everything else wasn't just bad; it was horrendous at the deadline. And yeah, I mean, you know, I I can't argue it. The team looks terrible now. They were terrible in twenty one. They look terrible now. They were terrible the second half of the season, and they got embarrassed in the postseason. Uh, there's, uh, yeah. there's, well, no, there's no no other sport, There's no sugarcoating it.
2: There's no other sport on the planet where you get swept, and you you you, work, you use the words running back one more time. Like there's no you think LeBron and the Lakers or anybody gets swept they're going to be oh yeah we'll just we'll keep our guys we'll run it back like that, that just doesn't happen like he he botched it this year now yeah. now he's got to pay the price I don't know I mean
3: I, I mean I I guess uh, you know I, I don't know if that's entirely true um
2: but, our, the offense yes but the, obviously they picked up Rodon. they did a couple of things
4: yeah,
3: no, and, no 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 I I agree that they kind of ran it back I mean they made a couple of subtle changes you're right but no they 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 pretty much Ran it back with the idea of adding a left fielder at the trade deadline because they didn't like the moves in the off. They didn't like the options in the off season. But I'm just saying, like you know, there are teams, you know, who run it back. The I mean, I know there's not sweeping, but the Buffalo Bills can't get over the hump. They're kind of they run it back. Like you know, it's not it's they make ch- changes and stuff. But you know, I mean,
2: right, right, a couple of changes, nothing. nothing yeah, crazy, I mean, it's but. pretty much
3: the same coaching staff, same offense, same you know. But and they can't see the same thing. They have good regular seasons and then. This is but this is different the regular seasons different if they don't make the playoffs now you have a major problem uh, i big, totally agree. Big time. but uh yeah I mean listen i, I they should have made more changes and he, what bothers me the most about the left field position is is he said it himself like cashman said it himself we need it was like one of the first things out of his mouth i was surprised as soon as the season ended he talked about getting a left fielder and an outfielder and he never did it. I mean, there were other holes to me that were obviously, and you know, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Like, I, I just disappointed he didn't do it. And we'll see what happens at the deadline.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Add
2: WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
3: 428, all right, who's pumped about it? I know Mike is on the other side. Who's pumped for the new, well, the, the continuing baseball tradition that we get every year, and I can't wait for it. Who knows what's in store? I can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. Pete Alonzo in the Home Run Derby. Oh, baby, who knows what could happen? I mean, who knows what he gives us? I mean, he gives us the meditating. He gives us the squats. What could be this year? A full workout montage? That'd be awesome. Like a rocky, like a Rocky Four full blown workout montage. He could have like the guy who, th- the guy who's going to pitch to him, like in one of those carriages and lift him up, have him running through the streets of Seattle. He could be tossing fish at the market. Like, I can't wait what Pete Alonso is going to do with the home run derby. This is going to be great. I mean, think about it. The guy never fails to disappoint. You knew he was going to do it. He wouldn't let you down. And I just, I, I have no idea what's in store for us. Think about it. I mean, especially in Seattle with all the coffee. He's going to be amped up and ready to go. And he needs to get revenge. The polar bear needs revenge. And I, for one, am pumped. I can't wait to talk about it. The Home Run Derby. My wife happens to love it for whatever reason. Just always has. She was telling me today. She saw a memory on Facebook. You know how those things go. Where it was 12 years ago today. 12 years ago. Well, yesterday. 12 years ago yesterday. That we were on one of our first real, like, you know, I don't know. Not dates, but our first trips together. And we were in uh, Atlantic City. For the home run, like, we, were, we weren't we were there for the home run derby, but we were there to have some fun. We were having lunch, but we, we went to the long bar at the Borgata and watched a little bit of the home run dirty, uh, derby. My wife happens to love baseball, has been to more ball, ballparks than I have, and she loves the home run derby. And so, obviously, now she's got to love Pete Alonso. He's the home run derby superstar. Mike, you excited? For the home run derby, Who, are you more excited for the idea he might win it, or will you have no idea what he's going to give us off camera? What B roll Pete Alonzo is going to provide us? Listen, you got to hope he's going to win it because <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, that's the only trophy that's you're it. seeing in 2023. That's it. Well, we'll see. You never know, but you need that. You need the spinning chain. You need him out partying, getting thrown out of bars. You need the whole thing, man. You need the whole Pete Alonzo. Home Run Derby experience. I want an 80s movie theme. Everything you're saying is straight out of an 80s movie. That's what we want. I I, I literally want... He could have... uh, Who's the only other all-star? Kodai Senga, right? It could be Senga and the the, the pitching uh, guy just in the carriage. He lifts him up. You know... Punching underneath the rope, the whole thing. Running the run. That's why I said running the streets of Seattle. You could be throwing fish. The question for you is because you're a big movie guy. Yeah. Which song from which Rocky movie do you want underneath the training montage? Oh, well, I mean, in the Burning Heart, I think, is the – or Hearts on Fire. Hearts on fire, strong desire. That would be awesome. You get some of that under the Pete Alonzo montage. That's how baseball sells itself. Forget these, forget the the stupid, you know, playing, you know, the world baseball classic. Who needs it? Who needs it? You could be selling Pete Alonso, working out in the streets of Seattle, getting ready for the home run derby. That's how you sell baseball. That big lovable guy out there hitting home runs like he was born to do it. Man oh man. It's just, it gets me excited thinking about it. And we get it every year. It never fails. You know, do the the Mets make the playoffs every year? No. Will the Yankees make the playoffs every year? No. Who knows? I don't know what comes from year to year. Things change. Now I'm working a whole new shift. I don't don't know what's going to happen from year to year, but I can count on the fact that Pete Alonso is going to compete in the home run derby, and he's going to give us gold. Will he win? I don't know. It doesn't matter because nobody loves the home run derby like Pete Alonso loves the home run derby and nobody nobody gives the fans what they want on that monday night no baseball for four four days no one cares about the all, the the all-star game anymore no one cares it's like the it's like the all, only we only care about the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest and all we care about is the home run derby and nobody knows that better than Pete Alonso and whether it's meditation or working out Montages, whatever it takes, he's going to give it to us. And I, for one, am pumped about it. And I can't wait for the finals with Pete Alonzo. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let me know, are you excited for Pete Alonzo in the Home Run Derby? I am. I can't wait. John in West Babylon. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? All right. C-Mac,
4: by the way, God bless and congrats on the uh, the overnight, you know. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate Big fan of the morning it. show, the afternoon show with uh, Roberts and, you know, whatever. But
3: <laughs> Carton and Roberts. Am I to... But Well, yeah. That, I don't that, say that, that, is, that is no show no more. That is, that is true. No more. Big Mac on that show right. is gone. We're going to have to f- hopefully find right. his, his place in the overnight.
4: Yeah, God bless on that, dude. Well, you're thank gonna, you. Buddy. You're going to be good. Be I appreciate good. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was supposed to to win the home run derby, but I gotta be honest, dude, like, I wanna see more than that on the regular season, like, yo, he's great (laughs) on the home run derbies and everything, but honestly, I'm a Mets fan, dude, I'm a die-hard Mets fan, but I think he's a goofball, dude, to be honest with you, bro, like, I don't know, I I, I can't explain it, like, he does not look cool, whatever he does, (laughs) like, he looks corny, whatever he does looks corny,
3: and I wanna
4: love him, like, I did love Mike Piazza, you know what I mean, but... It's just it's it's like a different vibe with Alonzo. Yeah, like, I've 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 got too I've, hard.
3: I oh I've you just said too hard. I've gotten in a lot of trouble for that exact opinion of Pete Alonzo. I've gotten into a lot of trouble. I had I had to face the music to Pete Alonzo himself. Look, he's a great ball player. He's a great. I I'm having fun with him with the home run derby. It is kind of cool that he likes it, and he part partakes in it. But you know, it's it's funny to me how serious he takes it. He looked like. He honestly in the last home run derby when they showed him in like the hallway with his eyes closed, he looked like Herb Brooks after he beat the Russians. Like that's what it looked like to me. I'm like, beat it's just the home run derby. But he has fun with it and he does a great job with it, and he's obviously excellent at it. He's one of the best home run consistent. He's one of the best consistent home run home run derby uh, you know contributors we've seen. We year in and year out, Pete Alonzo's in the finals, winning it. So I mean he takes it seriously and he's good at it. And listen, his power numbers this year are phenomenal. He's going to he's going to hit 50 home runs if he stays healthy. But yeah, there's I don't know. There's just something a little bit about him. He makes me laugh a little bit. But great player. And despite some recent recent, you know, poor play at first base, he's turned himself into a really good first baseman defensively too. So I mean, he's on his way and Evan said it a couple times. I know Beningo has said it, and I agree. He's on his way to becoming arguably the greatest position player the Mets ever had if he finishes career here, but I don't know about any of that. I don't know if he's going to hit 50 home runs in the regular season. I don't know if he's going to win an MVP. I don't know if he's going to end up being the greatest you know, Met position player of all time, but I know as long as there is breath in his body, as long as he can hold a bat and swing it, Pete Alonso will give you his best at the home run derby. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. Obviously, a lot of baseball this morning. Uh, more than just the home run derby as the Mets and Yankees finished their miserable, godforsaken first halves where they both just underperformed and underachieved and that led us right into the, they. They finished it out perfectly over the weekend. And talking about the Mets and Pete Alonso and having some fun, uh, they were no fun the last couple games. After winning six in a row and looking like they turned it around, for them to lose those last two games, there's always something about that. Like I think Fam, I think I saw Fam say it in the post game where if you would have said that, you know, you go into this road trip and take four of six against. Arizona and San Diego, that you'd be all for it, especially the way June went for the Mets, where they they didn't win a single series in the entire month. The idea that you would take both series, or at least you know win four out of two, excuse me, four out of six, go four and two, would have been a, a I think a thing most Mets fans would have signed for. But when you take the first four, and then the last two go the way they go, including Max Scherzer, you know giving up the the big home runs to Machado and hanging sliders and looking like the guy you can't count on, then suddenly you head in feeling the same way you did a week and a half ago, which is that this team has no chance because Max Scherzer can't be this if they're going to have a chance. Max Scherzer can't be a guy you can't depend on. He has to be someone who's going to be part of the, the resurgence. He can't be someone holding it back. And right now in every big spot, in every big game, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. He's not awful. He's not getting hit all over the park. But it's just enough. Just enough hanging sliders. Just enough home runs. Just an, Even in wins, leads blown. I mean, you can't trust this guy to hold the lead for, for an inning. He's having a miserable season. Patrick in Queens. What's up, Patrick.
2: Hey, how you doing, Big Mac? First of all, congratulations on the overnight.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: Uh, now, uh, going back to the All Star Game, I want. Yeah, I think the home derby is the most important thing. The skills competitions they have to bring more of that in there. I want to see some like offense versus defense guys. You know, invite like five, six catchers down there, have them throw out some run, uh, base runners. Have them some outfielders doing some outside uh, outfield assists, throwing people out at home plate, and just like runner. Some yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'd be. It
3: I don't know if it'd be throwing out it'd probably be more timed and, and bullseyes and stuff and, and hitting targets and stuff than throwing people out. But yeah, you could do something, something like that. You could have a those are you some of the have a skills position. What's that?
2: Like you see that guy in the outfield throwing the guy down at home at uh at home plate, picking him off. You've been hitting like a bullseye and a time thing. Yeah. Those are those are some exciting things along with the home run base home run ball. Yeah,
3: I mean I think they do I I, I, I I've seen that before. I've seen like bunt competitions and you try and bunt it into the bullseye. I don't know if it works with baseball. I don't. I don't I don't know if you could really have a competition that would be exciting. You know, even an outfielder, like, you know, you have them all line up in center field, you hit hard ground balls up the middle and then, you know, they have to pick up the ball and throw it and hit a target at the plate and see who's the fastest, who throws it the hardest. I don't know. Does any I I don't know if that if that does it. Everyone loves the long ball. So the home run derby still does kind of work. Uh they've obviously had different variations of it throughout the years but the home run derby works probably better than even I'm not I'm I'm really I I I think the slam dunk contest gets way too much love I think it stinks. I've never been a big slam dunk contest guy. Like honestly even if you go back when the slam dunk contest was great it was more about the guys competing in it than the, the actual dunks. Like it was cool to have a rivalry in a slam dunk contest against Dominique and Jordan. The dunks are okay. Like it's not like wow. At least now looking, maybe when you were watching it then and the foul line dunk okay. And you know, Dominique threw it down with such power, but like maybe in the moment I wasn't I don't I don't remember it live, but like looking back on it, it's like okay, but it was that it was these two guys who really cared about winning and they would go back and forth and it was awesome, and it was Jordan and Dominique was one of the two best players. Now it's like, you know, nobody's and nobody even if even if LeBron James did it, no one would care. Like he wouldn't care. He would do some dunks and that's it. The Slam Dunk the Home Run Derby does still hold water for me a little bit and quite honestly because I I know I'm having fun with them. But and because you know Pete Alonso and guys like that care, they care when they get in there. They they try to put on a show. They hit the ball a mile. It's fun. So I mean it's it's better than the All-Star game at this point, but really I'm just excited I don't have to watch the Yankees for 4 days. I'm excited I don't have to wrap my life Around watching and making sure I know what happened in the Yankee game because I'm tired of it. I could use a four day break. And I'm sure Met fans could use a four day break as well. 442, McMonagle with you for another segment. I got you till 5 o'clock in the warm up show. I'm here. You might as well use me. There's a line I haven't used in a while, but I figured I'd pull it out on the first overnight. Why not? Speak your mind at
1: 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. I can't believe it.
3: The way you look sometimes. All right. Let's go. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the overnights. Get used to it. Hopefully. I'll be back tomorrow. We got a full rest of the week of 12 to 5. So let's go. Let's go. We'll enjoy ourselves. We'll recap the home run derby. Hopefully, you know, a major story will break. There'll be some something will go on. But we'll obviously take your phone calls. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Tony in Staten Island. What's up, Tony?
2: Good morning. How are you? Good morning First to you, time. sir.
3: Thank you. Thank you for making the call. Awesome.
2: Listen, uh, yesterday's game really bothered me with uh mm-hmm. with with Herman. I know it was, it was Torres' error that opened the door. Yeah. But what excuse did he give post game for pulling her mom with a low pitch count and virtually unhittable? He almost looked like he had the stuff when he threw the perfect game. Yeah. Um, I, I scratched my head and I'll say yeah, it again. Yeah. They will never win a World Series or anything of importance with Aaron Boone as manager. The guy has no feel for the game and everything is analytics. Analytics, analytics, analytics that makes yeah. a fan crazy. I, 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 I played the game. Where's the feel?
3: Yeah, I, you I don't see what we see. Okay, Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's nothing but analytics. I think that's a a, a, a cliched, easy thing to say uh, when describing moves you don't like. Um, and I would tell you that he's his his logic was, and you don't have to agree with it. And again, I I totally think it's a questionable move, without question. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk move. I'm not telling you that, uh, you know, your points aren't valid. Your points are valid. And he even acknowledged it. It's a game, it's a second-guessable move. There's no doubt. His logic was he had thrown. He had walked two guys the inning before, and he walked the leadoff guy with a three-run lead. He's not a guy who walks people. We just saw him throw a perfect game. He doesn't walk guys. The first sign of fatigue is walking guys. The next guy up after that leadoff walk was someone who took him deep the last at-bat. The bullpen is their strongest suit. They had the bullpen lined up. He did want to get some guys in, which, you know, is is. You don't have to like that, but he they're not going to pitch for four days. He wanted to get some of his bullpen guys in. They had a three-run lead, and their bullpen's the best bullpen in baseball. He had Why no, he Marinaccio
2: no... in? Why leave Marinaccio when well, the load of bases, he, bring home? there with virtually no room for anything? Because, the guy didn't have it. You could see it from the first batter. Marinaccio did not have it. That's what I mean. He just oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
4: Well,
3: just well,
2: very upset about these Yankee victories. You can't throw these wins I, out the window. I totally
3: agree with you, but the problem is Marinaccio came into the game, he has to face a minimum of three batters and that's what he faced. He couldn't oh, have yeah, pull, he right. can't he can't pull him any earlier. He came in, he All gave a right, I thought
2: a, they had changed that rule. I thought no, they changed it with the time clock. No, okay, he, gave, up, he
3: gave up a single and walked two guys and then pulled them. He couldn't have done it any earlier. Um All
0: I, right, I, that was I think.
3: My bad, I, that's okay. I think it's fair to say why not go to Kane instead of Hamilton immediately. Uh there are there are things, but again, Hamilton pitched and got out of the jam as well as you could have. You couldn't have he got a pop up and a double play ball. Like the Torres blew it. That's what happens. You're right. you're right. Herman was at 70 something pitches. He threw he was throwing a one-hitter. It's it's more than reasonable to leave him in the game. I but he could have easily given he up a ground ball. That,
2: I know. I, he I could know have he easily given up a ground said, ball
3: that Glaber Torres boots. I mean, you know, we don't know what's going to happen.
2: Glaber Torres is another situation. I've never seen, except for Robinson Cano, a lazier, nonchalant player in my entire life. The guy infuriates me. I wish they would have traded him when he had some value. We're basically stuck with this cobbled together team with Donaldson at third, Torres at short. You got a good young kid at shortstop. But the rest of the team, to me, is basically. Not World Series worthy, and if yeah. anybody in the right mind thinks this team could take it to the next level, is absolutely delusional. Yeah, I mean, well, I and guess, I've been a Yankee fan for fifty years. Yeah, I
3: mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I I think it's unlikely at this point, but I don't think it's impossible. No, and and your point. I mean, did you see DJ Lemayu becoming a zero? Did you see that coming?
2: You know what? When his foot got hurt last yeah. year, he tried to make the comeback. The guy's 35 years I old. I guess, but even last year, even sport. last
3: year when he was healthy at the start of the year, he hit. He wasn't quite the he he wasn't quite the, he, he wasn't quite the batting title, but he hit three he hit like two eighty five. I mean, he was oh. he was still hitting. It was he so was hurt and I this like year. He say. was healthy. I did not see him coming that it would be terrible. I didn't see Rizzo doing okay. nothing for two months. I, I I didn't see that happening.
2: Well, no, but you said, "You know what? You can see Judge getting injured. That you can see." Uh, so and they shouldn't have signed him. You think signing Judge was no, a mistake? No, 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 I'm not saying signing Judge was a mistake by right. any stretch of the imagination. Okay, but. The cast, the cast of characters around him. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll. Cashman's going to live this Donaldson deal down until they either release him, like they did with Hicks, yeah. or let him go hit elsewhere. Because Donaldson, was, for the money he took yes. off of the other team's payroll, he, the guy choked the team. Look, he looked down a quandary of lists. George is rolling over in his grave because what house has done care, to this team. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, it's I, an I, abomination. I hate, I I hate the George
3: stuff. I just absolutely despise the George because stuff.
2: Because I can tell you right now, in today's world. He'd be a Stevie Cohen. He'd spend the money, and it's not where you. It's not. And how and, has, and, and, and spend, how Stevie Cohen and the Mets the doing? Money
3: and how's Stevie Cohen and the Mets doing?
2: Well, you know the Mets are on a little run. How right is Stevie? C- are, they just they
3: I, just I lost the, the last two games. How are How are Stevie Cohen and the Mets doing with that with that like, colossal payroll?
2: Well, when you rely on two forty year old pitchers, that's well, all, all right. Well,
3: I'm, I'm just saying, don't tell me the money guarantees you stuff. It doesn't. Doesn't guarantee anything. Doesn't guarantee you a damn thing. Now, I agree with a lot of what you said. The Donaldson trade was a horrendous trade. I think it's a little bit of hindsight to say that you th- you knew he was going to be this bad. Because even the year before they traded for him, he had an 825 OPS. He had 26 home runs. Not an old, Not a great, great player, but a good, solid player. I didn't think he'd fall off the table he has. But you're right. The main reason the trade's bad is the money. Even for even for that player they they thought they were trading for, $25 million a lot of money. Now, it hurts less. Be, I agreed with you. It opened up the opportunity to sign Correa for the Twins. It hurts less because they didn't win last year, and Correa is awful and has an ankle problem. But, yeah, awful trade. Awful trade. He's made a bunch of awful trades, no doubt about it. I, I can't. The last two years, last year's deadline was horrendous. Horrendous. He traded for pitchers that were hurt. He traded for two relievers and Montas the starter, and all three of them are hurt with either Tommy John or shoulder, like not just like slightly hurt, out for months. Hurt. Efros didn't make it to the end of the season. Trevino uh, didn't start this year, and same for Montas. Just awful, awful trades. He's made a bunch of bad moves, can't deny it. I said the last two years he's done a bad job. And if the Yankees would have moved on from him, I would have been fine with it. They didn't. I don't think they will. I don't think they're screwed because they didn't. But right now I agree. The, team's real, the team is a bad team. I tweeted it today. This is They lost the game like bad teams lose games. They found a way to lose. They kicked the ball. They walked two guys. They got a blue pit. They threw a wild pitch. That, they did whatever it took to blow a game that they had won that's what bad teams do and they did it and that's what they are right now i don't personally think they're doomed to be that all year maybe they will be i don't think it's a, a guarantee that's who they'll be but right now if you ask me of course that's what it looks like cuz I, I can't imagine D.J. LeMayo getting any better I, I i it's it's hard to fathom donaldson getting any better i still think it's easy to to envision stanton getting better I, and i got to i got to figure out i got to figure that uh, that rizzo's going to be better better but I'm really concerned about Lemayhu and Donaldson. They got to call up Peraza. They got to do different things. They got to make deals at the deadline. It's not impossible because I think they pitch really well. That's the main thing. I think their rotation, if Rodon is back and good, is good enough. And I think their bullpen's the best in baseball. So I think they pitch well enough. Where if they can just get some hitting, and I do think there's a possibility of making enough moves to get some hitting, we'll see. I don't, I don't believe the narrative they can't win with Boone. I don't believe the narrative Cashman can never build a good uh, winning team. I don't believe the narrative that the season's over and there's no hope. But it's sure looking closer to that than the opposite. I can't argue that. But we'll see what happens. Same with the Mets. I think the Mets are talented enough to, to rebound. I mean, they've been a bad team all year. That's what they've been. Right now, I'm very concerned about their pitching, which is what makes me more concerned than I am about the Yankees. You can say that's me being a fan. It's whatever. Pitching is what wins, and their bullpen stinks. How many different guys can they add to it? Max Scherzer is supposed to be the strength of the team. He blows leads and, and gives up home runs and is pitching to a damn uh, a four ERA. That concerns me. That concerns me. And obviously the offense for the Yankees is the worst in baseball for the last month and a half. That concerns me. But I can envision a way to kind of fix that a little bit to go along with really good starting starting pitching and bullpen. So I, I don't think it's over, but man, are they awful. And yeah, does the and, and right now the lineup is constructed miserably, and they've got infielders converting to play outfield in left field. The defense in the outfield is terrible. The offense is terrible. They're getting nothing at third base. They're getting nothing at really first base. They're getting nothing at, in left field. I mean, unless Stanton plays right field, they're getting nothing in right field. Even less than, what am I, a moron? They're getting nothing in a right field, even with Stanton. Like, nothing. Those are all zeros at the positions. I don't know how you're expecting to win. It's an absolute crap show. But hopefully it changes. And it's all going to start with Dylan Lawson getting fired. It's going to change everything. You wait and see. You wait and see. It's going to change everything. There is no way... When, when Cashman from up on high makes moves like that and fires a coach for the first time in his career and everybody understands that heads will roll, whoo, you watch these Yankees start to turn it around. If you can't catch my drift, um, I'm being sarcastic and I'm laying it on fairly thick because I have no hope that that decision does anything. I have no hope that a pitching coach will fix T.J. LeMahieu, Rizzo, or Donaldson at all. So... It's very tough to imagine the Yankees moving forward here, but you know what? We get four days off to dream. I know Judge isn't going to the All-Star break. Hopefully, the All-Star game, hopefully he heals and shows up. That'd be nice because he does change the team. This is the same team that led the league in runs scored last year, if you can imagine that. And what was the difference? The big guy hitting 62 home runs. That's it for me. On the first overnight show, thank you guys for following. Thank you for all the compliments. Thank you for the love. I appreciate it. I'm sure it'll turn to hate before you know it. Flegelman, thank you for the help, man. I appreciated riding me through on this first show. We'll see you again tomorrow or later, you know, tomorrow midnight. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get in the swing of things, have a full week of it. We'll feel like we belong, hopefully. Everybody have a good day. The warm-up show is next. Enjoy your Monday. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
2: Sports Radio 101.9 FM. FM! New
0: York. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours